0: Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for the Braille Institute Educational Series. Today, we have Miss Christina Wallerstein, who is from Play- Playopolis, and will be demonstrating different items, different manipulatives, and toys that we use as tools. The Braille Institute uh, Educational Series is an educational program focusing on pediatric eye conditions for parents, teachers, and other professionals. With working with young children with visual impairments, the topics presented should not be considered a medical or educational consultation, but information to help us better understand pediatric eye conditions. And once again, I'd like to introduce Ms. Christina Wallerstein. Thank you very much for joining
1: us. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Um, tonight I wanted to talk briefly about the toys we sell. Uh, we believe that play is the Best way to learn, and um, and that every toy has more than one um, value to it. For example, with the very youngest children, or those who just really like texture, we have the baby paper. And baby paper is um, simply flannel with crinkle paper inside, and you can just crumple it up and and have a really um, successful experience at grasping and crumbling and then smoothing out. And then a lot of babies and young kids just like to rub it against their faces. Some older children really like it too as a fidget toy. It's not quiet exactly. And I know that a lot of times as adults, we prefer them to have quiet fidget toys, but, um, but the baby paper particularly in a larger size that it does come in um, works well for some kids. And for the very young um, or those that really just need high contrast, there's the black and white stripe, and then a bit more complex, the black and white with a little bit of red, it's cat and doll. So um, those are probably the most favorite, but then there are other um, prints and solids that people enjoy and um, kids like the variety I think. Another younger child um, item is the O-ball. It's very easy to hold. Um, it's very lightweight and with all these open O's which is how it's got its name. It's You can just pick it up anywhere and um, and shake it and the little there are little tiny balls that that make a very gentle sound. One thing I really like about this is that if you take a silk scarf or some other really lightweight fabric, you can stuff it inside. And um, it doesn't take much effort for us to do that. But for the children trying to develop their pincer grass, this is a fun way, or sometimes frustrating to begin with, but later fun way to work on that and to develop that skill and a little bit of strength of pulling and, um, and just seeing what happens if they keep pulling. Cause you know, everything that, um, the children do is a cause and effect experiment experiment because they may not know where it's going to go when it begins, but as they progress along, they see that their actions have reactions and, um, And I think that's valuable too. Um, Mirrors are really nice for most kids. This one is quite, it's called the double feature mirror, quite large, um, but still small enough to be able to prop it up like this or to just lay it flat. And um, the reverse side has some really good, sharp, high contrast pictures that, um, that some people really like. I think that mirrors are really good, too, for suction cup toys. There aren't very many of those around. They seem to come and go, and right now I've not seen very many. But this is um, a whirly um, toy that if you just pop it on, and um, then you can see it, you can um, make it move with just a very slight movement of your fingers. And it will work vertically, or it will work horizontally. And um, for those who who can, they can see the um, see the movement reflected in the mirror. And I think that's interesting. This particular um, set of whirling toys comes as a three pack, and I think it's interesting. Not that you're trying to teach the very youngest child um, numbers, but one of the oralies has two arms. One that you just saw has three, and the other has four. So that's kind of a, a normal um, or a natural way to be introducing um, just, just the experience of things being similar but different. They're, they're all um, suction cups. And if you space them right, they don't um, bump into each other, but they all spin, but they're all different in terms of the number of arms they have. So it's just an experiential way of seeing um, uh, numbers in action and just becoming aware that hmm, there are um, just different shapes and, um, and arms and numbers and colors in the world. Now, the back of this mirror had the high-contrast pictures. This See and Say book is a nice uh, beginning book to share with a child because the pictures are very simple and very clear-edged. There's, they don't, um, they're not like an impressionistic painting at all, but rather just very sharp-edged and, um, and clear and very high-contrast. And the words, again, um, not intending to teach the word car particularly, but it's just a nice way to show the concrete shape of the car plus what the words mean. And, you know, at first you're just looking at pictures and talking about them, um, identifying the um, the object like the fish or the bee. but as time passes and your conversation with the children with the children in your life becomes more complex, um, you know, you can take something as simple as the picture of the house as an opportunity, just tell a story. I think that children, in terms of developing their vocabularies, um, do that best when they've been constantly um, told stories. That um, helps them learn new words, and um, and you can even ask them questions. You're not going to get an answer, but you um, can, you know, say, "Hmm, that that roof is um, is silver, but our roof isn't silver, is it?" Don't expect them to say anything, but it's just a. I think it's a good way to start um, sharing words with children and sharing ideas. And because they're along the way hearing all of this and developing their own um, impressions and thoughts and and learning the vocabulary that goes along. Um, Simple um, cause and effect toys are are really nice. This one is called a, a dimple wobble. It's called a dimple because it has this dimple that you can push back and forth. And there again, that strengthens the fingers, and um, kids tend to like that popping sound. It's not a very sharp sound and not a very loud sound. But then, you know, they can just push it with their hands, and it goes back and forth just a very little bit. Um, a little bit better on a flat surface than on my hand, but it's not, um, not going to roll away. It just kind of keeps bouncing. And thinking about those dimples, this is another really good finger strengthening toy that the kids, it's just called the dimple. Uh, kids can see five different colors, five different sizes, just in, as an experience in their environment. They're seeing um, colors, sizes, shapes, and, um, and then figuring out that we'll wait. These are the same but different. This one's much easier to push than this one is, especially um, with little fingers because of the size. So, everything in a child's environment is an opportunity to conduct an experiment and see what happens. Another dimple idea is this dimple stack. Now, most of the time with these toys, they're for stacking and therefore. Um, nesting and of course when they're stacked they're tall and when they're nested they're short but typically they're upside down when they're nested but not with this because you can stack can you see um can you see this at this angle Um, you can stack in the traditional way and please notice that each top has a dimple, and each dimple is very distinctive in its texture. And that's important um, generally, but for children who are going to learn Braille, it's even more important to be experiencing different textures and um, and arrangements of texture. So each of these gives a, a, a very different feel and... Um, And because of the size, a little bit different um, experience in pushing it. So when you stack them, yes, they're a typical, traditional stacking toy. But when you are, are nesting them from smallest to large, it's still more of a stacking toy than a nesting one because they're not going upside down. And... I think that that's just a variation on a the theme. There are very many different types of stacking toys, but this one um, gives a child an opportunity to to do the pushing and strengthening of the fingers, to learn the different the differences, um, and learn about the differences. Like this goes round and this is straight as they as they play. And then um, you don't have to even do it in a graduated way. You can at first just give the child a large and a small and let them put it in and out and in and out and learn that concept. So that it's a toy that will grow with the child and the child's experiences. And I I think those are the best kind of, um, of toys because... If it's something, if something truly only does one trick, it's um, kind of hard to justify the cost of it. I think so. When you can see how the toy is going to continue to challenge the child as the child as the child grows, I think it's um, good. Weight is something we don't think much about in terms of attributes or characteristics. But these balls are very heavy compared to a lot of balls that kids will hold. And that's, um, that gives the child a lot of feedback that, um, that he might not other, otherwise get. And they roll nicely on the floor, but just playing with them and you know, with your hands, the textures, each one has two different texture patterns on it. Some are similar, more similar than others, but um, but they're different, and they each have a, a jingle bell inside. So they're giving tactile input, they're giving um, visual input because of the differences in um, how their um, the textures show up. There's certainly some auditory, but it's gentle and not um, not startling. And um, you can gnaw on them, too, because, you know, we're, we're all sensory beings, and the younger among us tend to um, test the water, so to speak, with their mouths. And this is perfectly safe for that. Um, it's not soft, so it's not, um, not something that you have to worry about them um, biting off. It's very thick and, um, and sturdy and, and safe in that way. And, you know, these are a wonderful way, too, because of the, the weighting. If you're on the floor with a child facing the child and just rolling balls back and forth to each other, maybe not more than, than a foot at first, you know, but um, they can hear the, the sound of it rolling and follow that sound as well as um, as being on the lookout for it if that's a choice. most people have seen rings for kids um these ones are suction cup joined and that in and of itself is fun because the kids it it takes a little bit of strength to do but they can um push them together and pull them apart you'd be amazed at how excited they get by that by that sound and uh there are six in the set but you really only need about two or three to be have a satisfying experience with them. Now, something else that goes well with the child is these are called ambi-jinglers. Now, they fit together, just push and pull apart. And the, the manufacturer considers them a toy that you would buy for someone who is around 12 months of age. And that, that makes sense when you think about the putting together and taking apart. But if you just take two of them um, at first, not the whole set of six, but just two, and see um, if the child is even ready to put together and pull apart, because it takes a little bit of strength to do this. And it takes um, some eye-hand coordination to get it together. But, even one is a satisfying toy because with the holes, there's places to put your fingers. Um, you can shake it and it makes a sound, and um, and just transfer it from hand to hand. So there again, um, you don't uh, you don't have to use it the way the manufacturer intended it to be used. There are many variations on play according to the child's age and abilities. And this one is one that I think um, is just wonderful because it does make such a a satisfying single-block toy and a much um, more challenging six-block toy later. Now, every kid probably in the world of toys has experienced shape sorters. And learning to figure out that a shape is a certain shape and that it only fits in a certain hole is certainly a valuable experience. But sometimes when you're learning these these skills, you you don't do them very well at first and you get frustrated. And that's when it's good for the adult to sort of be able to walk backwards in her mind and go, okay, okay. So, the child can't differentiate a circle from a square yet. So, how is he ever going to uh, play successfully with this toy? Well, this takes a different approach. It just gives you the cube. Now, you'll notice that on some sides it's just individual stripes, on others it's crisscross stripes. Well, so, I, you know, this is going to be the easier size or the, uh, the easier side to do, to just put the shapes in and then take the shapes out. You can put your whole hand down in there. It's easy. And pull them out. It's harder, of course, with the crisscross ones, but it's certainly doable once you've figured out the, um, the secret of the elastic bands. So that is, its, is one skill it comes before any success with traditional shape sorting um, toys. There's one, I'm not sure it's still being made, but, um, but it's called ambi a block And it was a, a cube that had a circle, a square, and a triangle with a white top and raised rims around each side um, or each shape. So that really helped guide the pieces in um, and gave you really good contrast because the raised rim um, was color matched to the, um, the shape that was going in. If you ever see one, just grab it up. It'll probably be at a yard sale or something. But it is the best um, most, in terms of successful for children um, shape sorter because just three shapes, and um, it really helped them to to make that jump from just putting in and taking out to differentiating shapes and being able to post them, as they say. You'll notice that all these are very different and non-traditional, but there's a cube, so you get um, that, and there's a triangle. But but here again, these are very three-dimensional, and each one has different textures, in different shapes, different colors. Um, so there's, it's a rich experience of sorting. Um, and if you wanted to leave out the more elaborate ones, at first, you could just go with the ball, the square and the triangle, if you wanted to be more traditional about it. But um, you could also just start out giving them one shape and seeing how well they do with putting it in don't have to do the whole game at once. There are also some multifunctional toys that, um, that work well. Sometimes multifunctional is overwhelming, but a um, couple that I think work well is the Busy Bee Baby buzzer. Um, if you press one of his antenna, then you get this, the lights. With the second one, you get classical music. And with the buzzer, you get vibrations. And you can have all three functions going at once, or two, or only one. And if you forget about it, or the kid just goes, um, it'll cut itself off. Uh, the ears are wonderfully chewable with um, ribs on one uh, wing and raised dots on the other. So there's much in terms of texture for the child to enjoy, as well as the um, auditory and visual, and um, and vibration. The back has a little mirror, but it's an awfully little one. I don't think it's. I don't think that's its stronger strongest feature at all. Um, this activity box is pretty subtle in how it works. It has with the heart when you turn it in one direction, the heartbeat is very slow, but if you turn it in the other direction, it, um, it continues to beat, but on and off, but it's um, faster, and it cuts itself off after a little bit. Then with this, these, you just push these buttons, changes the color of the light, and one makes for a chirpy sound. And interestingly, I don't know why they did it this way, the chirp does not always come from the same um, button. So that's kind of a surprise factor. And then this, as you push this, the little, um, the light on the B and the little B sound, I'm not sure if you can hear it or not because it's pretty soft, comes on and, um, comes on and goes off. So... Um, This one is the sounds, the sights, um, all the actions are pretty gentle, and I I like that. I I guess I'm just not uh, one that thinks there's value in really loud noises for kids. They make their own loud noises. That said, however, um, among multifunctional toys, these buzzers, which are very easy for kids to, to work, are very loud but some the older kids get a kick out of that and they do light up there's a set of four so there's a lot of variety and thankfully they don't go on forever and the child can do it with the whole palm or just the finger depending upon preference or strength so um, so those are some ways to appeal to multi um, multiple senses. This is our most favorite and popular choice. It's the meteor storm. It's not good if you have a seizure prone child, but it's um, something that many kids can see and really like. And in addition to the main feature, which is the light, It does hum, um, and if you put your hand on it, you can feel the vibration. So those are just different sensory um, features that support um, or add value to the, the visual part. One of the things, by the way, is that to make this work, you have to press and hold the button so it's you're actively engaged in the playing of it and um, for that reason it also helps prevent or c- cut short meltdowns that some kids have because um, if you're doing if you're just holding it and they're watching it, that's often fascination enough. but for the older ones who are able to do it, you know they'll want to do it but they'll find out pretty quickly that hmm, I better pay attention here. I better keep my my thumb on that button, or it's going to go off. And that breaks that circuit of um, acting out because, well, they're redirected and, and putting their focus on keeping the lights on. A couple of other fun little light-ups. This is a spiky ball that lights up when you strike it when you strike it against something and then this is newer it's just like a wand with that same kind of spiky ball on the end that um that lights up when you whack something you know music is a wonderful um experience for kids too and being able to make make music whether it sounds like it or not is um it's very satisfying we have a, a variety of uh shakers this one's very light and petite and wonderful for kids who really aren't ready to um take on something as heavy as a as a um cage bell and of course they do sound different but um starting with a softer sound um and for those who can, for the child to be able to see, okay, these bees jump around and that's what makes the sound, is a way for them to really connect with the cause and effect. Um, the jingle bands are super, they connect with Velcro, and you can put them around the wrist, around the ankle. And some people have told me they put them around the tip of the cane when the child who's going to use the cane is using that. I um that's more of a specialty use of it, but it's a nice um, makes a good sound, has good sound qualities. And then everybody knows about egg shakers. But the best ever are the Latin percussion ones, because their size and shape is so inviting and easy for children to grasp. And then it's full of um, the, the little pellets, so it makes a very satisfying sound. And if you like them, like maracas, these are called tiquitas, actually, because of their small size. But they have a really satisfying sound as well. And then the, the range sticks, but the small ones for a little easier for them to hold. And um, it's ribbed, so there's a tactile input to it as well. Now, for a little bit older kids, um, my granddaughter would recommend this. Um, this is a, a child-sized cajonas that's a, a Peruvian drum. You actually sit on it. You actually play it on the front. And it's wooden, but inside there is a metal um, screen, I guess you would perhaps call it. So that's what gives it that sort of sound instead of what you might expect of a wooden drum. And just being able to sit on something and, and drum is um, very satisfying. And um, I, I think the popularity of drumming circles as testimony to the um, satisfaction that kids get, or adults too, from the percussion instruments. They're just something that feeds our souls. And then this one is really not meant to be an accordion, but what's great about it is that you're having to bring your hands together and pull them apart. So yeah, you're getting cause and effect. You're hearing the music. You're feeling the air as it exchanges through the holes in your hands. But most of all, the joy of this is to those hands together um, across the midline. Um, and then wrist rotation is an issue. It's hard sometimes to get kids to do that. So this to you're, you have to you have to um, wait a minute. Here we go. Um, you have to rotate your wrist to get the sound, and sometimes you have to whack it. Oh, there it goes. I just wasn't paying attention. Um, it's a little annoying after a while, but it does do that um, a nice job of teaching or your your wrist to to um, rotate. And then drums are great and give a wider surface for you to hit. But when you're working on um, eye-hand coordination, this um, single bell or single chime is, I I think, a very nice way to do it. Because it's amazing and fascinating to a child how long it continues to resonate after they hit it just once. Um, Quickly then... um, We talked about the need to develop good tactile difference um, uh, or to be able to detect tactile differences and there are several kinds of games. This one's called Touchable Teachables and it has 10 different uh, little little packets of 10 very distinctive uh, shapes, I mean, uh, textures. But my favorite, and I, I do like this because it, with the bag, um, when you put your hand in to draw something out to match with something you already have, there's really no cheating if, it's, um, if kids of different visual abilities are playing together. And I think that that's great for inclusive play, that everybody's on a equal playing field. But rough here it just makes a, a really neat storytelling opportunity. This is his house and these are his bones, and five of his bones are rubber, and five are fabric, so that's a major difference, and each of, each of the five in each category is very different from smooth to, um, to dots, but not spiky dots, to more spiky dots, to broken lines to just very large rounded dots. So the, the opportunities to begin small and choose um, you know, choose between the, e- the ones most easily um, understood, like a smooth one and a dotted one, and then move along to three or four or five um, on both the fabric and the rubber ones. Is, is tremendous, I think. And then we have the Braille blocks, which um, give everyone a chance to experience that. Um, and the Braille tiles. Just the, these, are, these are all a matter of just preference, which one you um, like better. And it's always nice, I think, for people who um who are cited to get a sense of what braille is about his book isn't in print anymore but we do have a few copies left called braille for the cited and it's kind of like a workbook but it um but it helps you get a sense of what of how the the letters are formed and and work together to make um to make a sentence or whatever there are pages to find mismatches and um and such as that so it's um takes a bit of a commitment to um work it all out it's kind of like the braille cookies fortune cookies um it, it's worth the effort to figure it out but it, it takes some effort and then just quickly things that kids like the um tubes putting them um pulling them apart pushing them back together again there's the um more of that center line stuff, and then the textured uh, tangles that you can just, just really good fidget toys, but also serve a purpose of strengthening your fingers and your hands. And when you just need to do something with your hands, this um, smiley face ball has all these little balls inside this uh, clear cover and it really really does take a beating and um kind of relaxes your muscles and kind of puts your mind in a different place if you're if you're having um a moment where you just want to squeeze something and then finally thinking about different tactile experiences the instant snow it really does feel like snow when you make it it's cold and um And I don't know how they do it, but I understand it's the same principle that's used to make paper diapers, so I don't know. But these are just some of the things that we sell at Playopolis.com. Everything on the website has a pretty complete description of how how the toy might be used. But um, every individual is different. Everybody's needs are different. So... If you see something and you, think hmm, that could do, but maybe not, you know, just give me a call, and um, I'll talk to you and um, tell you what I know about it, and, and that'll give you a little bit uh, better opportunity to figure out, is this what I need for my child, or, or would it be a, a worthwhile um, investment? So um, are there any questions?
0: Christina, can we put your phone number in the chat in case a parent does want to reach
1: out to you? Absolutely. Um, it's 626-792-2380. And um, if they're out of out of the area, it's... Um, let me look here so I get can it Can right. you
0: repeat that one more time? 626-792-2380. 626-792- I have it in the chat if anybody would like to connect with Christina Wallerstein. Are there any questions at this time? Please feel free to unmute yourself and um, ask Ms. Christina. Sure. Christina, would you say there is a toy that um, is like a a most popular toy for children with visual impairments that you see is a, a big seller
1: with parents? Oh, without a doubt, it's the meteor storm. I mean, some kids, you know, practically hold it next to their nose in order to see it. But um, but the colors are really bright, and, and the movement makes it really attractive. A number of the um, teachers have told me that they use it as a reward for getting a child to complete a task, because being you know having five minutes to play with the media storm is worth the effort of doing the homework. But I would say that I don't. I've never met anybody that didn't think that was fun. I've met people who said, "But I won't buy it because my kid has seizures," and that's legitimate. <laughs> but but uh, it's very attractive. Can I ask one, um, is there a most popular toy for uh, children that are totally blind? Um, well, at the early end of it, the baby paper. And um, I would say, some uh, either of the two um, tactile Games, I would say, roughs is a little bit more popular than um, teachable, um, touchable teachables, because I think the fact that it's a dog house and that there's a little dog that comes with it, that um, that that appeals to kids. And um, Christina, sorry, my name's Mackenzie. Can I make a comment? I have a totally blind child, and actually pretty much all of them that you've mentioned. Um, He's pretty much not there yet, right, because of his gross and motor skills. Mm -hmm. But he seems to work on them every day, like the spinning one. um, We have the barn. um, The dimple toy. They're just very versatile. They really are. Yeah. They really are. I I know that the dimple one, can be challenging. We had a, a, our granddaughter was born at a pound and a half. So, you know, we had to adjust everything for her needs for a good while. And that something as simple as the dimple toy um, made her crazy at first, but, but she kept coming back to it. And I think that, um, that that speaks well, well for her determination, but also for the appeal of the toy that she didn't have the um, fine motor skills yet to push them all. Maybe she could push the little one or, or the you know one or two. But I think that it really appeals to kids. And and if they um, if they walk away and come back, so to speak, then um, I think it's a successful experience because they've learned um, to be frustrated and to persevere. Um, not everything is worth it, but. Um, but the toys that that, it, that are worth it to them are um, the best ones in the world.
0: And can I mention something, Christina? I really like that you um, stated earlier that, you know, the manufacturer may state that a toy should be played one way, but really to give the children the freedom to explore and decide how they want to play with a toy, um, I I think there's a lot of value to that, that we forget as parents that it's okay to play with the toy in a different manner. Not always the way it was intended because they're exploring and they're playing and they're learning.
1: Well, and actually play is self-directed and so for it to really be play, they need to be deciding how to do it. As long as, you know, they're not throwing the hard ball against the window or something, but, um, they do, you have to really respect um, and and celebrate some of the ways they think to use a toy because it's it's amazing. And it really is how they learn.
0: I think we completely agree with you um, at, at Braille Institute that we love to follow the child's lead and let them lead and let them show us. And then we join in, um, but just like you said, Let's let them decide how to play with it and learn. Are there any other questions?
1: Just a comment. Um, Thank you very much, Christine. I appreciate it. Oh, well, you're very welcome. I was happy to do it.
0: Well, I'd like to thank again, Ms. Christina Wallerstein, and she will also be joining us next month for our Child Development Month. Um, So if you would like to speak to her or join us during our vendor fair, which will be on, let me give you the date, August 30th from three to five, we will have multiple vendors out and um, talking about their different programs. Christina will be joining us again. And next month will be our um, Child Development Month. We will be sending out information for everyone to join us. Um, And please feel free to reach out to the Braille Institute for um, any needs that your children may have. Once again, thank you and have a good night. Yes, Mackenzie.
1: Is this through Zoom?
0: Is this through Zoom? Uh, It will be on Teams, the same platform we're using today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, everybody.